Shalom Aleichem, and a good Erev Shabbos, dear friends, with Parshas Kisisa. We got the, um, one of the most painful uh, experiences, one of the most painful uh, deeds the Kalashravar did, that we went through, uh, something that Chazal tell us, even to this day, whenever Hashem punishes us, He always remembers the Chet Eagle, the son of the golden calf, and what happened, and something that uh, we're f- still trying to atone for. And the obvious job for us to do is to analyze that that uh, incident, try to learn from it, try to grow from it, uh, try to understand where the tikkun lies and how to and how to uh, make sure that we don't continue making the same mistake. So we look at the Rashi in Paraklamid Base, beginning of Paraklamid Base. Uh, Klausrel begin to worry what's going on with Moshe Rabbeinu. He's not coming down. It's already been 40 days. So Rashi explains that although Moshe Rabbeinu told them that he would be gone for 40 days, but there was a miscommunication because Moshe Rabbeinu meant 40 days that's starting from the following day, not the day he went up, but only beginning to count from the next day, because the day that he went up, since it didn't have a night with it, means he only got the command to go up in the morning, it was, an, it was not a full day, um, and so that day doesn't count. Klausrel did count that day, they thought that the day should be counted, so they thought it was already 40 days, according to Moshe Rabbeinu's count, it was only 39, so he was still up on Harsinai receiving the Torah, they started worrying, and the rest is history. Um, the obvious difficulty with this is it turns out that the greatest tragedy, one of the most important pivotal events in Kalsil's history, and really in the history of humanity, is the result of a simple misunderstanding. If only Moshe Rabbeinu would have clarified this point for them, as he was leaving, if you would have said, guys, by the way, when I said 40 days, obviously you know, I mean, that you should start counting only from tomorrow, right? That, that, that's understood? And they would have said, oh, actually we misunderstood that, that's it. Just a few extra words. And instead all this happened, seems like it's a, uh, a, a, a tragedy, seems like a terrible coincidence, a happenstance. If, if only would have been more clear, then none of this would have ever happened. And of course, that is not the way that Kodesh Borchu works, not the way that life works. Um, such a tremendous, such a significant, such a foundational event in the history of humanity doesn't just happen as a, as a mikrokara, as, as, a, as a happenstance, as a coincidence. Right? The Hashgacha the, the is too great over here. This must be the result of a Bechira decision that's being made. And being that this is such a tremendous and important, uh, devastating event that Klausel did with the making of the golden calf, so it must be that there was a very deep foundational idea they were missing that, that was the cause of it all. So instead of viewing this as a miscommunication, let us dig further and try to see if we can discover 
what was the source of a miscommunication. Whenever we have, we're learning a Gemara together and we have a miscommunication between two um, between two people that are speaking, we, we actually spoke about this over Hanukkah as well, with the miscommunication between uh, Alexander of Macedon and the the Chachamim, right? Uh, so a miscommunication means that we're coming from two foundationally, fundamentally different premises. That my worldview is different from your worldview. That's why when I say something, I mean one thing, because I think that 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 the uh, there's no need to elaborate. There's no need to clarify because this is this is so obvious that this must mean that. And when you misunderstand, it means that you actually assume the other way. You assume differently from me. So that, that's that's a source of miscommunication. So miscommunication that's happening over here is speaking to a very deep schism between Moshe Rabbeinu and Klausrel in the understanding of what a day is. The, so all we have here is the tip of the iceberg, of course, in the actual Pesach itself, that the, he meant he's going to come back. After 40 full days, they thought that the first day counts. That's the tip of the iceberg. But there's an entire underlying different assumption, premises, that they each hold that's really the source of this uh, of this uh, miscommunication. So let's try to understand what that is. So the Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud, begins with a question. The Mishnah tells us that uh, one begins to recite the Krishma in the night time from the time that the Kohanim come eat, into Ichuma, whatever that means, uh, night time, um, asks the Gemara, why do you begin with night time and not with the daytime? And the Gemara gives a response, uh, one of two responses, both coming from Sukim, either from the Vayir Vayiboker, the one Hashem was creating the world, you see it was evening, it was morning, or Vishach Bachov Kumecha, that the saying of Shema is done when one lies down and when one gets up. So you see the lying down is first, that's why we're, the Mishnah begins discussing the Mitzvah Kriyishma not with the Mitzvah Kriyishma of the morning, but rather with the Mitzvah Kriyishma of night. The obvious question is what was the, what was the Makshan thinking? When, when the Gemara asks, why do you start with night, not with morning? Obviously, that means that the Maksha has a premise that seemingly we should be beginning with morning. Why should we begin with morning? Maybe night is just as good as day. Why do you ask? And if I would have started with morning, would you have asked, why do I do morning, not night? Uh, seemingly, there's, an import, uh, there's a place to understand that the Maksha assumed we should be starting with morning. So it also fills in that missing uh, point, and it also tells us that you see that by Carbonus, the sacrifices that take place in the, in, in the base of Migdish, will we start with the morning first, and then we go to the, to the afternoon Carbonus, to, to the afternoon, the evenings. Um, so the assumption is that the things begin in the morning, 
in the in in the base of Migdush in Avodos Hashem, and so here we're we're told no, it begins at night. Obviously, uh, leaving unexplained. So if so, if we do see that by by Avoda by Carbonus, it begins with the morning and goes towards the evening. So why uh, by Kriyashma? Why by um, our understanding? Uh, in the in the Mishnah, the, you first begin with night and then you go to the to the morning. Why is it different? So Rav Tzadik Cohen in in, uh, in Dover Tzadik explains that the fundamental difference is between Kodshim and other mitzvahs. Kodshim is, are done in front of Hashem. Kodshim are done uh, in the base of Migdash. In the base of Migdash, everything is already presumed to be fully fixed up. The the the, the world is so to speak, bitikuno, in this proper state where there's an avodos Hashem happening, Hashem is in charge, uh, there's the hashros Hashina, there's the divine presence, um, all physical objects, whether they be um, inanimate objects, such as salt, or plant objects, such as uh, wheat, in the mincha offering, um, or animate objects, such as the animals, are all brought as an avodah to Hashem. Uh, and th- that's that's how things ought to be. So there, it starts with the morning. But when it comes to Kriyishma, when it comes to our divine service, that's not happening in in, in the base of That's happening outside. There, on the contrary, the world is in a state of being broken. The world begins in a state of irvuv, of confusion, and has to head to a state of tikkun. Um, in fact, the, the morale explains that the difference in the words Erev and the word Boker allude to this concept. Erev, evening, it comes from a language of irvuv, of intermixing, of, 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 uh, of blurring of boundaries, of confusion, of, of a certain level of chaos, right? of, of not understanding what's what. That's Erev. Boker is to examine, to see things very clearly. Like Levaker means to examine or to visit something, to be to be in intimate and close contact with something. So to examine is the morning when things become clear. Uh, Erev is from a language of Irvuvia, of confusion and intermixing. So the question... Uh, uh, Becomes that with the with the carbonos with the base amigdish, things begin with bokeh. Things begin in a, already in a state of of uh, clarification, of being clear, of being uh, examined and uh, and uh, illuminated. Whereas in the world out here by Kriyashma, we begin with erev, with irvuv, with a broken world, a world of confusion, a world where Hashem is hidden. A world of darkness, and then we proceed to a world of of, of bokir, a world of of tikkun, of fixing it up. So that's those are the two directions. Now, the, this these two directions is not only a distinction between the base hamigdash and klausrel zavoda, but the truth is that they are distinctions between how Klausrel view the the days and how the nations of the world 
the view that they use. The Sefer Amakne in Kedushan, Daf Lamed Zayin, says that prior to the giving of the Torah, the days went from morning to evening. <laughs> in fact, that's how the secular days are today, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the secular calendar, today is March 5th, right? March 5th. Um, yeah, yeah, the, that's uh, today during daytime, right? So it goes from the morning until night. Obviously, it begins at, at midnight when everyone's asleep. But so the point is when you wake up in the morning, today is a fresh new day. Wake up in the morning, it's a fresh new day. And then towards the evening, the day gets a little bit less fresh and a little bit less beautiful, a little bit less clear. That's the, that's the procession of how the world used to be. And the Makna explains in his Sefer on the Chumash of Panim Yafus, is he says that, uh, in fact, the, the nations of the world are commanded to continue things in this way, in Bereshis, in, in, in uh, Perkhas, Pasach, Havbeis, it says, and the day and the night shall not cease. So, uh, he's talking about there with, with Parshas, with the uh, Mabul with the flood, the day and the night shall not cease, meaning that Hashem's not going to destroy the world. But uh, the the Panamiyafa sees in this an illusion that the nations of the world shall continue to count things as day and a night. Days and night shall not cease. It should be in perpetuity per- for them, day and then night. Whereas for us, of course, is described in the, in, in the Chumash as being Vayhi'era Vayibokir, it was evening and it was morning, so a different order. So it comes out that the distinction that the Dover Tzedek makes, it comes out a very strange thing. The Dover Tzedek said that uh, in the base Hamikdash we begin with the morning. Uh, with mitzvahs we begin in the evening. But now, according to the Sefer Hamakna, it turns out that this is really a distinction between the, the nations of the world and the Jewish people. The Jewish people, everything for us, our days begin in the evening. And for the nations of the world, they begin in the morning. It's a very strange thing. It turns out that the nations of the world conduct things the same way that things are conducted in the Beis Hamikdash. How does that line up? So, obviously, like we said, in the Beis Hamikdash the world is viewed to be already in a state of perfection. But nations of the world, they're not in the base of English. They live out there, out in, in, in the rest of the world. Now, how can the world be seen as starting out with a, in, in a state of perfection? We all look and we all recognize nations of the world as well. The world is not perfect. So what does this mean? So the truth is that this alludes to a much deeper concept. A concept that there are two perspectives in the world. There's a physical perspective and the spiritual perspective. If one looks at the world from a physical perspective, the youth of something is a state of tikkun, a state of being good, a state of being whole. Um, Whether it be a brand new car you buy, or a new suit you wear, or a person himself, when they're young, they're young, the skin is so tight and so bouncy and, and the hair is so nice and the taste buds are all bursting with excitement and uh, 
you know, the, 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 the day begins, so everything is so nice, in the physical sense, everything is so wonderful and so nice in, in, in the beginning. And then towards the end, the person ages, and the skin becomes all wrinkled and old, and the aches begin, and the back pains, and the hair is much more sparse than it used to be, if not falling out altogether, and the teeth are gone, and the taste buds are not excited anymore, and things head towards the evening. That's towards uh, a state of decay, of breakdown. So the physical world uh, is represented morning to evening. However, in the spiritual realm, things work exactly the opposite. In the spiritual realm, youth is folly. Youth the beginning of things is always a state of lack of perfection. A person is born with selfishness, with bad meadows, with uh, uncontrolled drives, with anger, with an attitude of being a taker. And the soul is very much not in control over the body. And then little by little a person can gain more control and, and refine himself and elevate himself, and elevate the world around him. So in that sense, in the spiritual sense, the, the world goes from a state of irvu, from a state of confusion, from a state of error, of being broken, to a state of boker, to a state of being fixed up, to a state of being illuminated. So it depends on your perspective. Are you talking about in the physical sense, of what can I take, how much can I eat, how much can I enjoy? If that's the case, then it begins with the morning and ends with the evening. If you're looking at how much can I serve Hashem, how much can I perfect myself, how much can I become a refined person, then the world goes from evening until morning. It goes from a state of being broken to a state of being fixed up. So, it turns out that the way that the days were kept until Matan Torah, when there was not yet an Avodos Hashem, there was not yet a revealed state of spirituality in the world so the world kept the days as being, as beginning with the mornings but now we understand that Moshe Rabbeinu, every time that he was looking at a day if, if the day was missing a night before it it, w- it wouldn't count as a full day because without first seeing the evening before and understanding everything is broken, so it's not the full story to just see the morning. The morning is a, is a fixing up of what was. And the truth is the Kalsar should have known this already, because prior to Moshe Rabbeinu going up to Har Sinai, Hashem commanded Moshe to give, to, to have the Jewish people prepare themselves for three days. But says the Gemara, it wasn't really three full days. It was two and a half days, because the commandment Moshe Rabbeinu received was in the morning. And so by that day already, the evening was missing. It was only that, the, rather, the remainder of that day was going to be one of the three days of preparation. So it was really, Hashem was commanding Moshe two and a half days of preparation. But Moshe felt that if Hashem said three days, then ideally for us to, to do even more preparation and to add an extra day, he was Moshe's extra day, Midaito, he had an extra day from his own understanding because he understood that it, the first day of the preparation is not going to be a good one because it's not coming with an evening before it. And Kalashal should have known this already. Nonetheless, when Moshe Rabbeinu was going up, and he said that I'll be back in 40 days, they still assumed we're counting this day. 
which means they had not left their original worldview that the day begins with the morning and ends with the evening. That's how they were still viewing things. I mean, they were still viewing things in a in, in the physical sense, the way that the nations of the world view the world. The things begin in the morning, right? An attitude of let us drink, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die, right? Let us enjoy life while we're young. This is its this is the world in its fixed up state. When I'm young, when I'm strong, when when I when I enjoy wine and, and meat. So and that's how Klaus had lived until now. But now Moshe Rabbeinu had converted uh, the day to a flow from evening to morning. And this is something that they had already seen, practiced by Moshe Rabbeinu. This is something that they should have understood. It was, a, it was an assumption by Moshe Rabbeinu. Of course you understand the day goes from evening until morning. We of course understand that we're of the Hashem. We have mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are to help us to rectify the world, to fix the world, to take it from a state of evening to a state of morning, from a state of being broken to a state of being fixed up. And Klausel, the same people that to our tremendous pain when uh, the, uh, the Torah says that when the princes of the people saw Hashem, the, the divine prophecy at, uh, during the Ten Commandments, they, they, uh, they sat down and they, they ate the, uh, you know, as a part of the, of the joy of uh, you know, seeing Hashem, but, but the people, the, they, they sat to eat and drink, right? Uh, so that, that that is the incorrect worldview. This is not it's, it's not about the tithes the person can derive from Olamazeh. It's about what can we do in our divine service. What can we do for Hashem? How can we fix up the world? How can we fix up ourselves? How can we help other people? That's the question. And if the Kalsil had learned that lesson from Moshe Rabbeinu, then really the Chet Egel wouldn't have happened. Which means the Chet Egel, the concept of a Vodozora, is really rooted, the very beginnings of it, is how do you look at the days? How do you look at your days? How do you look at your life? If a person's view of the world is, I want to enjoy, I want to enjoy the physicality of the world, then of course the truth is that he counts the days from the mornings because he doesn't take note of the evenings the evening is the end of the day okay what can you do another one bites the dust and ultimately that's going to lead to a life of idol worship of, of odozora of selfishness of taking for oneself whereas if a person views every day that in the evening he sits down he asks himself what are all the things that are wrong in the world how can I fix up the world what can I do let me make a plan for tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to spend the day Trying to, trying to fix the world, trying to fix myself, trying to serve Hashem, trying to bring goodness into the world, because the world needs goodness. It's a broken world. It starts with evening. Vayher, vayboker. That's why our mitzvahs are uvishachvacha, uvkumecha. We say Krishna when we lie down. That's one tikkun. We recognize the world. That Hashem is the king over the world when the world is in a broken state. And then we also say Krishna Uvkumecha when we stand up, when we rise up, we understand that now through our mitzvahs that we've been doing, we've brought the world to a state of, of perfection ultimately, a miniature perfection every day. Ultimately at the end it'll be the 
mass perfection, the, the, the ultimate perfection, and that's the, um, that's the miscommunication, the source of the miscommunication was a fundamental philosophical disagreement about what is life about. Is it about the physical, in which case the morning is the first, the, the world begins in a state of good, of, of perfect, and then breaks down slowly over time, wears away and gets old? Or is the world about spirituality, in which case it begins in a state of brokenness, in a state of concealment where the neshama is hidden and the body rules, and then ultimately, little by little, bringing it to a state of bokeh, to a state of mourning, to a state of goodness and perfection, where the soul shines forth and refines us, refines our midos, refines our thoughts, refines our speech, refines our deeds, and our bodas Hashem. So, when we're thinking about the Chaita Egel, of course, the ultimate thing they did was took them in a very, very far way, in a very far away place, that hopefully we will never know the fear and the terror and the confusion that they experienced. It says that the Satan himself came to, to confuse them. But nonetheless, it all stemmed from a, from a fundamental question that we are all faced with every day. How am I going to view my day? How am I going to view my life? Is it about what can I take? In which case, youth is good. Or is it what can I give? In which case, age and wisdom and refinement is the goal. But Hashem, we should be zochet to learn our lesson from the Cheta Egel, which started with the miscommunication of how to count days. May we count days the way that the Torah instructs us to count days. Vayhi Erev, Vayiboker, Yom Echad. Good Shabbos.